tap into your most original thinking, organize your ideas, and create the opportunities to launch your creative work. Unlocking your world of creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. Welcome back, friends, to our podcast. And today we're going to gain creative inspiration and unlock our creativity to overcome our limiting mindsets through the stories of immigrant Latinas. My guest is author Valeria Alloway. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. And Valeria's new book is called Uncolonized Latinas, Transforming Our Mindsets and Rising Together. Valeria, I couldn't help but notice uncolonized Latinas. It's such a provocative word you've chosen. What are your thoughts behind this word? You know, I've been in the U.S. for 20 years. I'm from Argentina. So I'm an immigrant, even though I've been here for 20 years, okay, a long (laughs) half of my life, a long time. And I noticed throughout this time, through my own personal experiences and that of hundreds of Latinas I worked with, that we come from a culture, Hispanic culture, Latin American countries, with limiting beliefs about who we are and what's possible for us to achieve in the U.S. We have not yet tapped into our real power. And based on that, the premise of the book is becoming more aware of those limiting cultural beliefs that hold us back, like feeling unworthy, feeling inferior, feeling that what we bring to the table doesn't matter or will not make a difference, feeling that speaking up will not move the needle. So the book is about uncolonizing all those limiting beliefs and letting go of them. Well, as you said, born in Argentina, graduated high school, got your BA in business, and then came to the U.S. to go to Dartmouth for your MBA. One of the things I was fascinated by was in the dedication. You dedicated the book to those who've paved the way for you. A lot of your education and then coming to the U.S. was paved by those who came before you and your family, particularly you call out your grandmothers, Berta and Elena. How did they inspire you? They inspired me because I was the first one in my family to have opportunities they didn't have. So I understand what they had to sacrifice. I understand because I, I grew up with that. They had dreams too, and they have the space, the resources, the opportunities to make those dreams a reality. In a way, they had limited possibilities, and that had me value really deeply what I received in this life, the opportunities, the doors are open. That's how they paved the way by allowing me to really embrace and be thankful in a good way. And by being thankful, I say sometimes in my culture, we are just thankful and we don't go for more. I'm thankful for what I have. Now, what I mean here is I'm thankful for the opportunities that opened up for me because they taught me to go after them because I could and they could not because of the circumstances. And you raise a good point that I wanted to ask you about, because while your book is very motivational and you do say we need to uh, overcome certain limiting beliefs, you also speak to systemic biases that still exist and do put up roadblocks to Latinas that need to be overcome. What is your sense of the lingering systemic biases that we need to address? So systemic bias is real. It exists. We know that 
it's been getting better in a way that we are all more aware of our own unconscious biases. We all have unconscious biases. The system itself is changing, creating new opportunities for diverse women. However, where the book comes from is you have to do the work yourself. Don't wait for the system to change. Become responsible for overcoming those limiting beliefs and the world around you will change because you will step up in your power. You will not be afraid to speak up and ask for what you need to succeed. You know, these behaviors today are uh, not very frequent to see in Latinas. We have a hard time asking for what we need and going out there and stepping up and having visibility and asking for sponsors and mentors for our careers. So in essence, is what can I do as a Latina to self-empower? I'm not going to wait around for the system to change. I'm going to start affecting change by starting with me. That's the premise of the book. Mm -hmm. Well, and there's some action steps you recommend uh, towards the end of the book, like building your network, like building your personal brand. What are things like that? How do they help? That's extremely important. So once you identify and start overcoming those inner voices, that have been holding you back, it is time to take assertive action. And as you mentioned, Mark, there are two pillars of assertive action. One is to learn to create your own brand, to bring your full self. People say, bring your full self to the table. What does that really mean, right? How do I build my personal brand? And how do I bring my unique voice without having to change who I am, because when you try to change who you are, it sounds fake. So it's about finding your value, understanding what you bring to the table, even taking, I recommend even taking notes, write down what makes you you, and look into the unique skill set and the values that you bring to the table. Do not be afraid to toot your own horn, to dedicate part of your calendar daily to talk about your successes to others. That's important to build your career and part of building your brand. So the culture of silence that we come from is not <laughs> effective when you want to pursue a career in the US. It's about putting yourself out there in, a, in an assertive way. And the second pillar, which is what we're doing here, is allyship, right? You are now being my ally. You are mm -hmm. creating the space for me to bring this diverse, stories, my unique journey, the journey of other Latinas. So that's what we need to do more as Latinas, to go out there and connect with allies and to essentially ask for what we need, ask for that sponsorship, that mentorship, learn from others, observe what works for those who are non-Latinos. How does the system work? How can I facilitate my own journey navigating the system by learning and expanding my network outside of the Hispanic community. I'm so glad you brought up this word ally because it's been mentioned to me by others. And sometimes I don't feel like an ally, but maybe you can help define the word a little bit better because clearly I'm the baby boomer, white male, you know, in the room. <laughs> and it's easy to sort of take blame or feel now I'm the victim as much as anybody else or, or feel guilt for maybe past uh, acts or past. But now you think just giving a channel or turning on the microphone in a podcast and letting you tell your story, is that how some, some way an ally? Yes, I would say 
allyship has many layers. Just being curious and trying to understand what diverse women, diverse groups go through and feel, that's allyship. And I will give you a data point. I love data. When I did a pre-sale campaign for my book, 70% of books were purchased by allies. So I wrote a book for Latinas and 70% of the books were for allies. And then I asked, why? And I had African-American men and women, white men and women. And I say, said, why are you buying a book that is written for Latinas? And the response was, because I want to learn how to help Latinas succeed from the inside. I want to understand the mindset. I want to understand the culture. And some people also say, listen, I target the Hispanic market for my work. It helps me to understand the mindset of my consumer. So being an ally starts with being curious and opening the space for conversation. Like we're doing a casual conversation, right? That we are learning from each other and what we do, that's allyship. And it goes all the way to providing support, providing guidance, providing you know, from your expertise and your journey, sharing with me what worked for you. That's also allyship. And even speaking about my work to others, that's very powerful. That's so very, what we're doing here helpful. is allyship. Yes. <laughs> well, I think that it brings us to maybe talking a little bit about the craftsmanship and your creative process in writing and publishing the book. Uh, a lot of people would hear our conversation and say, well, this is all very good. And it's about mindset and positive thinking and so forth and principle, good, good principles. But I looked at the back and there are 15 pages of references. <laughs> and you said you like data. It's like, this is not a feel good book only. It's highly researched and highly referenced. Uh, how yes. did that contribute to your creative process in, in putting the book together? Thank you for asking such a great question, because I have to say, I learned. I'm, I'm coming from a corporate career before I opened my own business, doing training for Latinas and writing the book now, actually for multiracial women. And in corporate, I was trained to think very sequentially. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even though I was in brand management back then and in innovation, I was trained to think sequentially. And I found that when I wrote the book, it got very messy and it got very uncomfortable. The creation process is messy. The creation process is uncomfortable because you don't know where you will find until you get there. <laughs> Good point. So, you can't write the yeah, end of the book. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, I inter yeah, I interviewed 55 Latinas and I also went through 80 reports, research reports, and data, and articles. So the interviews with Latinas brought a lot of emotions to the surface. There was a lot of emotion when I created that space for them to share their stories. These are untold stories. And many times there are there is trauma in the story of an immigrant, in the story of a child of immigrant. So it led me in that journey that I was not expecting. And I had to sit in my chair and be open to receive that information without my mind trying to put that in categories. It's like, I need to allow myself to be comfortable in this trauma, in this sharing from deep experiences in childhood. And then the research part, it was an, over, it, it was an information overload. 
uh, numbers and data. And at some point, I had to find the system to put that in chapters. But in the beginning, I had to allow myself to be, it was like a big bang of information. <laughs> and then that started to settle. I started to identify the key themes, but it was that messy and that uncomfortable in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And what about your <laughs> process in working with the publisher, uh, New Degree Press, uh, put your book out? What, what was that experience like in the kind of back and forth and the logistics of finally getting the book in print? That was an amazing journey. It's a community-driven publishing experience. And they held my hand throughout the full process. I still remember when Professor Coster, who essentially gave us weekly workshops to learn how to write, he showed this slide on the screen with dots all over the slide. And he says, this is how writing a book will look in the beginning. I'm you know, talking about the messy part. So that gave me confidence that I was, where I was feeling that confusion and where do I go? You know, where is this going? I was on the right track. That was allowed. It was okay to feel, you know, that it was all over the place in a way. And then they held my hand throughout the full editing process. I received coaching from many experts, even authors who have gone through the process. So it's been a very valuable journey because I felt supported. You know, Latinas make up for less than 4%, 3 to 4% of all authors. We're a minority. I had no Latina author to talk to around me. <laughs> so I had the blessing of being part of a community, a very diverse community, all going through the same process. That's so good. Well, let's look to creative uh, call to actions now. I like to sort of yeah. anchor and land on. So as a creative person who might be listening to our show, you know, what can we do? And let's break that down maybe into three parts. What would be the encouraging step that you would give people on their creative journey? Like they're, they're in the messy phase. What would you say yeah. to them? Pay attention to your instincts, your intuition, I would say. Pay attention to the intuition. If the intuition is saying, Trauma, trauma, trauma. That was my personal experience showing up all the time. And I said, I don't want to talk about trauma. Guess what? It continued to show up. I, you know, I allow that. Don't, don't try to silence those, the intuition that you have. Follow the intuition in that messy process. It will guide you to the, to the path that is important for people. So good. And what about allies? What is the action step that we could take immediately? We close out our podcast platform and we say, okay, I'm ready to take action. What should an ally be thinking? For an ally, I would say, because Latinas may not tend to ask for help, it's very important that allies know that it is okay to offer help. Latinas may, you know, we come from a culture of silence and we were told to put our head, heads down and do the work because somebody will notice if we do the hard work. Guess what? It doesn't work. That's not the way <laughs> the system works. So yes. My work will speak for itself. Yes. Yes, exactly. So for allies to really be aware that Latinas may not speak up and ask for what we need and be willing to lend a hand, you know, to offer guidance, that's extremely important. And then maybe the third thing would be to your fellow Latina sisters. What, what would your call to action be for them? I, I want my Latina sisters to believe in themselves, to realize the power we have individually and collectively as a community, and to not be afraid 
to bring their full selves to the world because what they have to offer is needed. It matters. It makes a difference. So for those Latina sisters who have self-doubts, I want the message to be, yes, you can. In the same way that I could, yes, you can. Terrific. Well, before we close, Valerie, I want to make sure that people know how to connect with you and follow your work and learn more about you, because certainly we've been talking about networking and building personal brands. So people are going to want to know about you. Where can we find you? Excellent. So I'm very active on Instagram, Valeria Allo underscore author. And they can also visit my website and colonizedlatinas.com, where there is a lot of information about the book and a link to all my consulting work that I have done in the last years for, you know, creating training and professional development programs for multiracial women. Well, I wanted to make sure we end on this question of, you know, sort of what's next and what's ahead. You do have a great consulting business, this conscious abundance that really incorporates everything we've been talking about, doesn't it? Yes. So the next step to me right now is to expand the platform to continue serving more women of color, to meet them where they are and to bring them the tools they need to continue succeeding. And, And part of that is not just the soft skills that people talk about, the self-empowerment, negotiation skills. No, we also need the safe spaces to have the conversations and really express how we feel and what we are going through and realize that we are not the only ones. So that's my my vision now is to expand the platform into different spaces, corporations, academia, to support those who who are first generation into those spaces like myself and who may find that they don't belong there that there's no one around them who can support them. I want them to know that help is on the way. You are not alone. (laughs) Uh, There you go. That's very reassuring and encouraging. Valeria, thanks so much for coming on the show and sharing your story. Thank you so much, Mark. And thank you for being an amazing ally. Well, I I really value you. I'm I'm going to try to let that in and leverage that more in the coming days. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, As I said, listeners, my guest, Valeria Allo, be sure to check out her book, Uncolonized Latinas, Transforming Our Mindsets and Rising Together. And I think that's really been her call to action is for us to come together across cultures, across creative stages and processes and uh, get our work and get our voice out into the world. So come back again for our next episode. We'll continue our around the world journeys talking with creative practitioners about how they get inspired and how they organize their work, and most of all, how they gain the confidence and the connections to launch their work out into the world. I'm Mark Stenson with Unlocking Your World of Creativity, and we'll see you next time. Unlocking Your World of Creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. This program was produced by BSB Media, creators of IntelliQ Leadership Stories, Unlocking Your World of Creativity, and thepeaceroom.love. We've created a special offer just for listeners of the podcast. You can get the book, A World of Creativity, for a special price of $5.98 for paperback. And the Kindle version is only 99 cents. Go to mark-stinson.com to take advantage of this special offer.